Welcome to The Living Word with Chuck Davis. Philippians, rejoice with joy. I don't have a specific passage for you today. I would encourage you to rehearse the Philippian hymn in your life. Those of you who've memorized it, uh, I encourage you to stay with it for a while, that it really finds its grounding. By the way, if you have memorized it and you found this form of podcast helpful to you, please reach out to me and I'll repeat it again uh, sometime in the future using a different passage. I like to break it up so that there's a fresh expression of God's word in your life, especially for those who are listening over a long period of time. So if you found this format, uh, a word at a time and a a passage at a time to be able to saturate in your life, please let me know, chuckdavis at globallead.org. I want to finish with one of the main sub-themes of Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. It's about joy. He's going to call them to rejoice with joy. The word joy appears five times in this letter. Paul talks about his own reality that He prays with joy, thinking about them. Uh, He gets delight in their progress and joy in the fact that they're moving forward. He calls them to continue on so that his joy would be complete. Uh, For Paul, um, everything that he sees in his life uh, related to the gospel and the advancement of the name of Christ brings him joy. He encourages them to receive certain people with joy. And finally, Paul will say of them, they are his joy and crown. Why? Because they're walking in the Christ way. Again, back to that declaration. For Paul, all he wants to know is Christ. He's declared that in this letter. Seven times he's going to call for rejoicing. In his own life, he rejoices because Christ is proclaimed, even when there's false proclaimers and he ends up in prison. Uh, Even as his life is poured out, Uh, And as a result of that, he encourages others to rejoice. He rejoices in the church in Philippi's participation in the gospel. Uh, He encouraged the Philippians that that when they uh, see Epaphras, uh, Epaphroditus, that they would have this um, response of rejoicing in their life. It would be a result. Uh, he says, uh, almost feels like it's a conclusion to his letter in three one. finally rejoice in the Lord. But he can't conclude. Paul has to come back to it. In four four. he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. He doubles down on joy with double rejoicing. You see, the Philippian hymn in the middle of our text is really a declaration of how to find true joy. The example of Jesus is that in humility and downward mobility and in difficult situations, death, even death on a cross, there's a higher way that's found. See, joy supersedes our actual circumstances and the realities of our life. You've heard it said before, it's, it's a common formula, but the way to joy is found in the acronym of the word, Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. Now, that's not a rule. There's sometimes we need to take care of ourselves so that we can uh, work for the joy of others. But really, this is a true formula for life that self keeps dying and gets moved out of the way 
so that Jesus takes the foremost place and we live according to his way. And so, Lord, today we thank you for taking us a bit deeper into a hymn, uh, into your holy writ, the word that your spirit hovers over, preserving to this day and revealing in our lives. Will you help us today to rejoice uh, with great joy? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.